You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number four. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie, and I am thrilled to be here with you today. I've got an amazing interview to share with you. In today's episode, I've got a very special guest who is sharing how she went from TV reporter to freelancer to building a thriving PR agency. Plus, she's going to give us the goods on how to earn free publicity and, most importantly, how to profit from that publicity. But before we dive into the interview, I want to make sure that you know that you can find all of the links and resources that are mentioned in today's episode at monicalouie.com slash four. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E dot com slash the number four. Now, if you're brand new to the podcast, welcome, and I would be so honored if you would hit the subscribe button so that you can get all the future episodes downloaded automatically. And if you're wondering who I am, then I encourage you to listen to the very first episode of the podcast where I share more about what this podcast is all about, who I am, and how I went from being a working mom in corporate America to a stay-at-home mom to a work-from-home mom with a multiple six-figure business teaching and managing Facebook and Instagram ads. And yes, as the name of the podcast implies, the goal is to flourish to seven figures. And you can find episode number one at monicalouie.com slash one. And if you know that Facebook and Instagram ads can help you flourish to seven figures, I want to invite you to grab my free Facebook ad starter kit. The Facebook ad starter kit will help you plan your next campaign or improve your existing campaign. Plus, it has a detailed checklist so you can be super organized going into the ads manager to set up your campaign with confidence. And if you're like me, you love a good checklist. And you can grab your copy at monicalouie.com slash guide. Okay, let me tell you about today's guest. Today's guest is Christina Nicholson, the media maven. Christina is an award-winning journalist and TV host and owns and runs a fast-growing PR agency that helps small businesses earn big-time visibility. She has gotten clients featured on The Today Show, The Rachel Ray Show, The Washington Post, Men's Fitness, Food and Wine Magazine, Entrepreneur, and much, much more. Plus, Christina herself has been featured in Forbes, Fast Company, The Huffington Post, Time, Yahoo, CNN, and many other prominent media outlets. So Christina not only talks the PR talk, she walks the PR walk herself. Christina will tell you in a moment how we met, but I am proud to say that we have become great friends and she's been both an ads management client and a student of mine in my course, Flourish with Facebook Ads. So if you're interested in learning more about my online program to help you flourish with Facebook ads, you can go to monicalouie.com slash flourish. And if you're interested in working with me and my team, you can go to monicalouie.com slash WWM to learn more. So Christina is not only a savvy businesswoman who truly knows her stuff when it comes to public relations, but she's also extremely entertaining. (laughs) She is not afraid to speak her mind, and I absolutely love that about her. So we cover so much in this episode, but in a nutshell, here's what you're going to learn. You will learn how Christina went from TV reporter to freelancer to building her own accidental PR agency. She's going to tell the story about that. Plus the changes that Christina made that allowed her business to skyrocket and earn multiple six figures in profit, working only 20 to 25 hours per week. Christina shares the three different kinds of media and which one is worth the most to your bottom line, how to determine which media outlets are right for you and your business, And Christina breaks down how to get earned media in three simple steps. Plus, she shares the biggest mistakes people make when pitching to media outlets and how to actually turn publicity 
into profit and why you should never assume that it will happen naturally. Plus a whole lot more. I tell you, Christina really brought the goods in today's episode. So I can't wait for you to dive into the interview. So let's dive in to the interview with Christina Nicholson from Media Maven and more.com. Hey, Christina, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. I'm so excited to be on your new podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. So first of all, before we dive into who you are, tell people how we know each other. Okay. So you, my ray of sunshine, came into my life a little over a year ago when we were both accepted into Pat Flynn's SPI Accelerator Program. And I remember like our first introduction to everybody was he sent out an email because after we got accepted, we're like, oh my gosh, who else is in? Who else is in? So he sent out an email and he was like, this is this person and this is what they do. And I was like cyber stalking everybody. And then we had like our first call where we got to actually see everybody. And I remember thinking, oh, Monica seems really nice because she's always smiling. Oh, <laughs> you are like in all the calls, you're always smiling. And I was like, Ooh, Facebook ads. I've wasted so much money on Facebook ads over the years. Maybe she'll teach me how to stop. And you did. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I'm, I am always smiling. And I remember that first call. I mean, I was smiling on all the calls I feel like, but you do, um, you smile on all of them throughout like the entire calls. It's unbelievable. <sighs> Because I was just so honored and excited to be there with everybody. I mean, to be part of, you know, Pat Flynn's community and then his mastermind where he chose only like specific people, like a small group of people. And then also like to be around just the amazing people in there and get to know. Because I, I remember when we got the email and I was like, oh, Christina Nicholson's in there. Scott Volker, Donna Selner. I was like, oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be around all these people and get to know them. And now here we are over a year later and we're all like great friends. And it's been just an amazing experience getting to know everybody, but then also getting to talk business. And so that's why I'm starting this podcast because I absolutely love talking business and growing businesses and helping more people through our businesses. And so that is what I want to dive into with you and your story in building your business. So tell people who you are, what you do, and how you got started. Okay. So I'll start with how I got started because that kind of leads into what I do. Um, I got started in TV. I was a TV reporter and anchor for 10 years. I started in New York City. I went to Beaumont, Texas, and then Fort Myers. And then I ended my career, my full-time career on TV in the Miami market. And I had a couple of kids. I wanted something more flexible. So I was like, oh, I'll just get into PR. Because when I was in TV, all of these publicists and business owners were sending, you know, hundreds of emails a day to the TV station wanting to get on TV. And most of them were terrible because it was so obvious that the people sending these emails have never actually been in a newsroom or worked in news and understood what we wanted and what we needed to put together a good story. So I worked at a PR agency for six months and it was just like the same corporate BS that like drives me crazy today and just annoyed me back then. Like I remember in the morning I would rush to get to work and I remember one day my daughter, she was probably like three and she asked if I was mad because I was just stressed and rushed because, you know, you have to fight traffic to get to work and then if you walk in at 9.05 and you're supposed to be there at 9, your boss is like pacing the halls with an attitude. No joke. That's what my boss did. He would pace the halls with an attitude and it would be so passive aggressive because you were five minutes late, like totally ignoring the fact that you've been emailing back and forth since seven that morning. So I was like, screw this. I'm in the service-based industry. I can do this on my own. So that job lasted six months. And after that, I just kind of said I was going to be a professional freelancer. And I said, I'll just take on clients from other PR agencies. Like they can just outsource them to me and I'll do it from home because I did not want to do the stupid commuting in South Florida to sit in front of a computer all day that had Wi-Fi because, I mean, you can have Wi-Fi at home and you can get everything done at home, save time and save money. Um, so that's what I started doing. And then I started getting busier because I was doing things like using LinkedIn to find clients. I was getting on Upwork to find clients. I was treating myself as a client. So I was practicing what I preached and I was, you know, out there earning media. So people were coming to me and 
slowly, I, I mean, it started with me bringing on one person and paying her to help me because I was miserable. I was working like 12 hours a day, miserable. Um, so then I brought her on and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is nice. Like, yeah, you don't keep all the money, but dear God, you get like your sanity back. You get so much more time. And that's how I've kind of built this agency to where I'm at today, where right now I have a team of five people, all independent contractors who help me. And then while I was building the agency, I mean, I didn't really realize at the time that I was building an agency, but that's what was happening. Um, a lot of small business owners, like solopreneurs and bloggers were reaching out to me and they were like, we want what, what you provide, but we don't have a budget to hire a PR agency. So I said, well, why don't I just tell you what to do and you implement it and I'll kind of, you know, just help you along the way. I just won't do the work for you. And that's how my media mentoring program got started. So it's kind of like if anybody wants to earn publicity without spending money on ads, I can help you if you have a budget and I can help you if you really don't have a budget. I just kind of tell you what to do and you do it. I love it. It sounds like it grew just organically from this need and desire to have more control over your schedule, to not be reporting to somebody else to really be in control of what you do and be able to reap the rewards of that. Yeah. And it wasn't, like I said, like I didn't realize I was building an agency and I never really had this like entrepreneurial like mind to grow and build and be a leader and all that stuff. It just kind of happened. And then that's when, like when I brought on that first person, that's when I saw like, Oh my gosh. Like I was so scared to do it because you're afraid to spend money in your business. Like back then I had a bad money mindset. And then I started going to events and I invested in my first business coach. And I was like, I should have done this two or three years ago because you really like stop the trial and error. You stop making stupid mistakes and you just do what you're told from people who have been there and done that. And that's when not only did my business start like really growing, but I can honestly say like now my business is doing multiple six figures. I'm profiting multiple six figures and I'm probably working 20 to 25 hours a week. And I'm not somebody who has very expensive taste. I don't need a bunch of money. So I am more than happy to pay my team to give me that time and freedom so I can work, you know, 25 hours a week and do what I want to do and what I'm good at and hand the other stuff off to my team. So I think it was a little bit of things happening by accident. And then it was a little bit of me seeing what's possible. And like, there's just so many things that happen. Like, you know, if you, if you really want something or even if something pops up and you're like, Oh, if I could just have an extra $5,000. Well, if you have a job, your boss isn't going to care about what is happening in your life or what you want. You can't say, hey, can I have an extra 5000 No, they don't care. But if you are your own boss, you're like, oh, I want to make this happen. I just need to make an extra 5000 bucks this month. You're in control of how much money you make. So when I realized that, like, it's just so much safer almost. You have so much more security when you're your own boss because you don't have somebody else looking out for their own interest, it's you looking out for your own interest. So ever since like that kind of clicked for me and that mindset shifted, I was like, oh yeah, I could never work for anybody else for the rest of my life. No way. I absolutely agree with you. I, I completely feel the same way. I mean, that's where when I was in my corporate career that I thought that I would do until the age of, you know, 65 or whatever. I just remember fe feeling like, you know, what if I was the boss? What if, you know, what if I implemented the changes that I wanted to make? What if I was the boss one day? And that kind of led me down this path of exploring that idea. So, which I'm so glad. And now, you know, a few years later, here we are. And, you know, I have my own business and a team and, and I am the boss and, and in charge of making those decisions. So anyway, um, your business makes money in with the agency and then with the media mentoring program. So you help bloggers, solopreneurs learn how to get media for their businesses. And so what is the benefit? I mean, for, for those of us who are unsure of what's the benefit in taking that energy and that step to put ourselves out there to get media, what, what, how can that help us grow our businesses? Okay. So there's three different kinds of media. There's owned, which is the stuff that you owned. It's your website. It's your social media. You control what goes on there. There's paid, 
which is paying for advertising. It's using Facebook ads, which is probably the most common, but everybody does it wrong. As you know, Monica, thank you for saving them. Um, or other ad kinds of ads, you know, in the newspaper, magazine, whatever. And then there's earned media. And that's really what I like because that's what's worth the most and you don't have to spend any money on it. So an example is me being a guest on your podcast right now. So people, they already know, like, and trust you. You've built an audience. They're like, yes, Monica's my girl. By you inviting me on your podcast, you're endorsing me. So they're going to say, well, Monica wouldn't have somebody on her podcast if they were terrible, if they didn't know what they were talking about. So by default, they already know, like, and trust me. You don't get that kind of trust with an ad because anybody can buy an ad. You don't get that kind of trust with your own media because that's just you posting on your platforms. Of course, you're going to talk about how great you are. But when you earn coverage on another platform, it's like a third-party endorsement. It comes with that credibility. It comes with that authority. And when you link back to me, that's a follow link, a do follow link. So that's good for my SEO. For people who pay for coverage, they get those links as do not follow. So that's by law. Um, you don't get that credit from Google. So for example, there's something called the Forbes Coaches Council. People actually pay Forbes to write for Forbes, and they really just do it so they can turn around and say they're in Forbes. But what a lot of these people don't realize is that if they are linking to anything in their articles because they're paying to write, those are do not follow links. So those don't get indexed by Google. You don't get the SEO credit for those. So that goes to show you that with earned media, you get the credit, you get the authority, you get the credibility, and it almost lasts forever. Like when you buy an ad, if you do it like in a magazine, for example, or you do it online, I mean, anything that ends up in print, it's always almost online anyway. Um, it's going, it's only for a certain amount of time. You know, you're buying the ad for three months and then after three months it disappears. But if you actually earn the coverage online or you earn the coverage in a magazine and you're a part of the story, then that will stay up there forever. You can find it years later and you get that backlink. So it's just a whole other level of authority and credibility. It's so much more believable. And it's just like a referral from a friend. You like this magazine. They're including you in there because they choose to. It's like a referral from a friend. You already know, like, and trust them. So you're automatically going to know, like, and trust the people that they're endorsing. I totally agree because the reason why I knew who you were and why I knew you were a big deal and that you were somebody that I should pay attention to is because you were on Pat Flynn's podcast multiple times. And because Pat Flynn had you on his podcast, I knew he wouldn't have just anybody on his podcast. He was going to only bring the best of the best people to share with his audience. And so that made me instantly listen to every word that you said. And then when we met, I was like, oh my gosh, this is Christina Nicholson. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> and then what? Are you so disappointed now that you've gotten to know me? <laughs> no, I'm still in awe that, you know, that now we are friends. So no, and because you live up to everything, every, you know, everything that I had in my head, I was like, oh, she is amazing. Okay, so, good. I'm glad I didn't disappoint you. <laughs> okay. So how do we, how do we go about doing that? I mean, what if I want to get out, out on podcasts or get in my local news channel or, you know, be in the paper or be actually featured in Forbes the right way? Like, how do I, how do I go about doing that? Is there a medium or a channel that's going to be better for online business owners than others? Um, what would yeah. you recommend there? You definitely want to get in front of the people like your people, like what are your people listening to? What are they watching? What are they reading? Um, podcasts, for example, are great because people who listen to podcasts are more likely to invest in their business. Like I always tell authors, you want to get on NPR because people who listen to NPR, they like to learn and people who like to learn, like to buy books and read books. So like you want to go where your people are. I had a client once and they were in the fitness industry and they created a running app and I got them on the today show, which is great. Everybody knows the today show. It's like super duper impressive. Millions of people watch it, but they had a running app and I can guarantee you that a lot of people watch the today show who hate running. So while that exposure, you could leverage it um, and it could do amazing things for you because you're, you earned coverage on today. They actually got a bigger impact when they were in a magazine called Runner's World. 
because it's safe to say that everybody reading that magazine or visiting that outlet likes to run. It's the number one outlet for runners. So don't always, you know, like I work with, with these mentoring clients and I just had one send me an email and she was building her media list and she had good morning America, the today show, the early show. And I'm like, you haven't even done local TV, girl. What makes you think you're going to go straight to national? And why do you want to go straight to national? Like everybody says the niches are in the riches. When it comes to earning media exposure, it's great to get those big ones because they're impressive. And again, like you're, you have authority, you have credibility when you earn coverage there. But if you want to see a quicker ROI and you want to see it faster and more meaningful, then it is going to be in those niche outlets, you know, like runner's world compared to the Today Show, if we're going to be speaking to runners. So you definitely want to be focusing on where your audience is. Don't get all caught up in the hype of the big names. Yes, you can do that too, but don't forget like the little guy because your people may be listening to the little guy. So it's all about the quality over the quantity or the quality over the big size of the outlet. And then with that said, I do want to warn people to stay away from any, you know, just because everybody sells everything online today, it's like ridiculous. Stay away from any of those outlets that guarantee coverage. And there's a lot that do this for podcasts. I've actually tried a couple of them out just so I could see, oh, let me see how this works for clients. Let's use me as an example because I'm not going to like send my clients someplace if it's shady, right? So I got to try it out first. I do not like any single organization, company, business, whatever that will guarantee you coverage because you cannot guarantee earned media, If you don't own the platform, how can you guarantee it? That's like me saying, I guarantee you I could get you on Monica Louie's podcast. Well, I don't own your podcast. I can't tell you what to put on your air, what interviews to record, who to to talk to. So how can I guarantee that? So don't fall for that. And another, another reason you should kind of take that guarantee with a grain of salt is the only thing you can guarantee is an ad because... You're paying for that. So anybody's going to take your money, right? Like Facebook, they don't care. I mean, they have, you know, some of their rules, right, on what you can and can't post. But nine times out of 10, Facebook is happy to take your money. They don't care how terrible you are at your job and what you do. They will take your money because you are advertising. That's the only way to guarantee something. So this is something that is not guaranteed. And a lot of people, they don't want to I don't want to say waste their time, but that's kind of how some people look at it. I just got an email from a client who said, well, where can you get me and and how soon am I going to get there? And I'm like, I can't tell you that. And nobody in this industry can tell you that. You just have to find a something to pitch that is going to be of value to this audience. And you have to try to make it timely. So they jump on it and they do the story now or they interview you now. But you can't guarantee anything. This is this is why it's hard to get. This is why a lot of people default to their own platforms and will spend money because this is like a long a long term strategy. It's like playing the stock market. You don't put all of your money in one day and expect to get it back tomorrow. This is brand building, and you can't do that in a day. So I would tell people like to start like mindset wise. You need to be patient because nothing is guaranteed. So you need to be patient and know this is the long-term game. And then strategically, like keep your eye on your goal. Don't try to get the big guy because you think it's going to make you look cool or you're going to get famous right away. That's another thing. That's another like popular marketing tactic tactic from all of those so-called publicists online. They tell you they're going to make you industry famous or online famous. Monica, do you know how many freaking times I have been on TV, how many articles I've written online, how many podcasts I've been on? I am nowhere near famous. Like this stuff is good for brand building, but you're not going to get famous. That's like somebody telling you to make a sex tape because you're going to be famous. It worked for one person and that person was already like halfway famous anyway. So don't think like you're going to be famous if you start getting media exposure. What you're going to do is build your brand and you want to build it in front of the right people so that publicity can turn into profit. So get that mindset of patience and strategically always be focusing on that end goal of profitability. Perfect. Okay. That's great advice. I really, I really appreciate that. So 
if we want to get started, we've got to think about where our people are and then how we can get in front of them. And so what's the best way to reach out and approach, you know, if, if there's a podcast that I know my people are listening to and I want to be a guest on that podcast, I think it'd be so perfect. How, how do you, how do you suggest that we reach out and make that connection and get ourselves to be considered as a guest? Okay. So with the podcast example, and really this is for TV or newspaper, magazine, whatever example, um, you want to use, you have to actually like consume the content because it's very obvious when you get a pitch and the person has never listened to your podcast or they've never read anything that you've written before. So you don't want to look like an idiot when you reach out. That's step one. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> like <laughs> actually consume the content because if you say something in your pitch that lets the person know they're not sending it to you and 500 other people at the same time, they're already going to stand out. Because let me tell you, that's what most people do. They just blast people with the same pitch at the same time. And it's very obvious. So make it as personal as you can make it and show that you actually consume the content. So that would be step one. And that's an easy thing to do, people. You just got to spend a little time consuming the content that you actually want to be a part of. Um, And then I would say step two Don't think about promoting yourself. This is the biggest mistake people make. Obviously, the purpose of you earning media exposure is to promote yourself. Like, we all know that. But you can't be so freaking obvious about it. Like, if I didn't know you, Monica, and I pitched you, and all I did was talk about myself and what I do and why it's so amazing, you would be like, this person wants a free commercial. It is not my job to give them a free commercial. But if I reached out to you and I was like, look, I know your audience is interested in in Facebook ads and you teach them a lot about that and you teach them how to build their business. And I know Facebook ads is a big part of that, but they should also be earning media too. And then they can turn that earned media into a Facebook ad. So they're getting the best of both worlds. And I would love to tell your audience about how they can do that. So I'm talking about you and your audience, how I can educate them, how I can entertain them. So the benefit is for your audience. And as a side effect, it's going to benefit me too, because I'm getting that publicity. I'm getting that introduction to your audience. So people, they just like go out the gate, like they want to be overly promotional, People, the promotion is going to come anyway. Like it's always a side effect of anything you're in. If you're quoted, um, even if it's a one sentence quote, you're going to get that backlink when they say Christina Nicholson from Media Maven. That'll be hyperlinked. Like you will get your promotion. Um, So just like pump the brakes a little bit and just like think about the person's audience. And I know it sounds so cliche, like just give value. So I'm trying to like say that in a different way because everybody (laughs) says that. And it is true. Um, But you really just want to make, and I say the media like in quotes, because really who is the media today? It's like all of us, right? Like right now it's you because you are hosting this podcast, but you really just want to give these people everything on a silver platter because especially like traditional journalists, like they are overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I was nine months pregnant in the hood, carrying around my camera and tripod. If somebody pitched me and they could make my job just a little easier, I was all over it. So you really need to think from the media's perspective and not your perspective because it's nobody's job to give you a free commercial. And then if I just had to say one more thing, tip three, when you do reach out is to make your angle, whatever you're pitching, whatever coverage you want to get, um, to make it timely because you want to give people a reason to do the story now, because if you don't give them a reason to do it now, it's going to be put on the back burner and then they'll probably forget about you. So there are two ways to make your pitch timely. One is just by looking at the calendar and seeing what's going on. If it's mother's day, then let's have a mother's day angle. If it's father's day, let's have a father's day angle around Christmas time. Like that is your super bowl for products. When we get into the new year, it's all about health and wellness and fitness. So that's one way to make it timely. Another way to make it timely is look at the news cycle. What are people already talking about? I mean, nonstop for the last few months, it's been the college admission scandal. I have somebody in my media mentoring program who her job is actually to work with parents and students to get them into Ivy League schools. So she's gotten so much media coverage because she has an angle to relate her business and her expertise 
to the college admissions scandal that's happening and everybody's already talking about it. So those are two ways to make your pitch timely because if you don't give a journalist a reason to do the story now, you're going to be on the back burner. So you definitely want to make it timely. That's huge because, I mean, exactly right. So if I don't have a reason to talk about you right now or to promote you right now or have you on my podcast right now, then I'm going to see who my higher priority people to feature are, right? And And you're going to forget about that person. Yeah. You mentioned turn publicity into profit. So, I mean, that's that's the big thing, right? We want to make sure that our efforts, you know, well, it's great to get the exposure and to, to get the brand awareness out there, get our name out there, our business out there and what we do. How do we then turn that around and lead that into paying customers? Okay. I'm glad you asked that because that's like the part that nobody talks about and nobody teaches and everybody just assumes it comes naturally. Like I saw this one girl, bless her heart. She got quoted in Forbes and then she went on Facebook and said she was going to start a professional speaking career because she was in Forbes. And I was like, honey, do you know how many articles Forbes publishes in a day? Do you know how many people are quoted in Forbes a day? You are not going to be any kind of professional speaker because you were in Forbes once. Like it does not work like that. So do not assume that when you get media coverage, everybody sees it. And if they do see it, I can guarantee you an hour later, if that, they have forgotten. Look at how we consume content. We scroll through Facebook or Instagram super fast. We fast forward through commercials like we're multitasking. So even if I see you earning coverage in the media, I've already forgotten about it an hour later. So to turn it into profit, you have to do a couple of things. The biggest thing, and this is something that I'm always harping on my clients to do because they never do and they need to listen to me more, is um, consistently share this media on your platforms consistently share it on social media. Don't just post it once and think everybody saw it and call it a day. I have a queue and I am always putting media hits in my queue. So if you found me today by listening to this podcast and then you decide to connect with me on LinkedIn, you're not going to know about any of the media coverage that I've earned myself or that I've earned clients for the past four years because you just found me today. So I'm going to consistently be telling you about all of it from the past four years. And if you have followed me for four years, I can guarantee you that there's enough on there that you're probably not going to see the same thing more than once in a month. And even if you do, you're not going to remember because you've consumed so much content since then. So you have to consistently be sharing it. Don't share it once and call it a day. And then when you are sharing it, you also want to tag the media outlet. Like I'm going to tag Monica every time I share this podcast episode because you're going to see that I'm sharing your podcast episode and then you're going to be more likely to invite me back on a podcast or to refer me or whatever because I'm going to be top of mind because you're going to see, oh, Christina keeps sharing my podcast episode. Thanks, Christina, because people want you to share their content. And then you also want to leverage that to get clients. One of my clients on my agency, they've been a client for over a year now, and they actually found me because I put their competitor on TV. I did a TV segment here in South Florida, and it was like a roundup for back to school or getting ready for summer, and I had sunglasses, or I don't know what it was, but I had their competitor on. And this company's director of marketing reached out to me, and they're like, hey, you put our competitor on TV. How do we get on TV? And I was like, oh, well, funny you should ask. I actually am not just a TV host. I own a PR agency. And this person has been a client, this company has been a client for over a year now because they saw this media exposure that featured a competitor. So you really have to leverage what you're doing. Don't just do it and tell everybody once and think you've made it. You need to consistently be reminding people, not only that you're in the media, but you should also like become a member of the media. Like that's what you're doing right now by starting this podcast. When you become a contributor to platforms like Inc. or Fast Company or even Thrive Global, you are a member of the media. Like I wouldn't call yourself a journalist. Like that's what some, again, like if we're going to go into the online craziness that's happening, that's what some people are doing. Journalists actually have to follow ethics and guidelines and laws and many people online are not, but that's just the media industry today. It's a little gray. It's not so black and white. But you can actually become a member of the media by having your own podcast, by having your own blog, a popular YouTube channel. Um, but again, it's going to get a lot more impressive the bigger you get and the bigger your platform gets. You know, like 
if you contribute to an outlet like Inc. Magazine, that's very recognizable. Most small business owners know what Inc. Magazine is. You mentioned you already knew who I was before we officially met because you heard me on Smart Passive Income. People who are in the business industry and listen to podcasts, they probably know what that is. So that's pretty impressive. So you don't just want to get featured in the media, but you also want to do your best to become a part of the media because then you have that to share too. And it's all about just increasing your authority and your credibility. Absolutely. And then I'm thinking too, then you can feature case studies and success stories of people that you've helped. However, you like for me, you know, we've got a lot of amazing clients and students who have amazing results with their Facebook ads based on what I've taught them or what we've done for them, what my agency has done for them. And so featuring those stories can help to further my credibility on my platform. Exactly. And something that I did when I was a contributor, I don't contribute for Inc. anymore. I did it for about two years, but I used that not necessarily to get clients straight from it by saying, hey, look at me. I write for Inc. I used it to build relationships with people because if I reached out to somebody and I said, hey, do you, can I interview you for my blog? They'll be like, what's your blog? I'll be like, oh, it's on mediamavenandmore.com. They'll be like, oh, never heard of it. Goodbye. But if I say, hey, can I interview you for Inc. Magazine? They're going to be like, oh, heck yeah, and jump at it because they know that magazine. They know that they're going to be um, linked online in Inc.com and that's going to work amazing wonders for their SEO and they know lots of people are going to see it. So you can even use platforms like that to build relationships with people, to get to know them, to get referrals, to make even new connections and build your business that way. So there's so many different ways that you could leverage the media to turn the publicity into profit, but like you have to leverage it. You have to do something. And so many people, they either do nothing because they've assumed what they've done is enough or they share it once and call it a day. And that's like the biggest mistake people do. When you are doing that, you're leaving money on the table. Do you have specific tools that you'd like to recommend so that we can continue to share it? I think my biggest one that I use is Smarter Q. That's what I use for my social media. And like when I say I put it in the queue, it's literally in the queue. So with Smarter Q, it is an evergreen platform. So like say I have 100 posts in there and all of these posts, um, they're just like me promoting my media hits. And I want to post one every Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday. So I'll put 100 posts in there. By the time it reaches 100, it'll go back to one and start over. So I don't need to reschedule anything. It's just automatically evergreen. If I want something to expire after a certain date, I can do that. If I only want it to run for like a year, I can do that. But that's like when I say don't just share something once and call it a day, like you should have something like I'm not I don't think your whole social media strategy should be scheduled. You definitely want to be social on social media. But I use this scheduler like as my plan B because I'm not going to physically go online to share a media hit that I got three years ago. I mean, it's just impossible to remember all of that and to go in and post. So that's why I just put it in the queue and I just know it's going to pop up and it's going to pop up um, in the order that they're put there. So that's why I say I'm not sharing. I'll share the same thing over and over again, but you're probably going to see it once every other month or once every three months. So if you do see it every time, you've forgotten. So smart. Okay. So do you share that consistently on Twitter and Facebook? What What is your strategy when it comes to sharing it, you know, consistently? And then I'd like to talk more about uh, your social channels because you've got an amazing presence on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and amazing followings on all of them. And so I'd like to, to go down that route about how you've created that and what your strategy is, if you have one. Okay, yeah. So I share on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Instagram, I don't really, I I honestly don't really do a whole lot. I do more stories than anything, but I probably like post to my feed like maybe once or twice a week, if that. Um, I definitely do more interacting with other people on Instagram, which is like, in my opinion, the best way to grow. It's not by posting and using special hashtags. It's by actually interacting with other people. Um, I would say probably my strongest platform would be LinkedIn, just because I'm business to business and that's where the business people are. 
So I really like LinkedIn. Um, it's super easy to find people you want to find. And LinkedIn is like the one you just, you can go straight to the decision maker. Um, I can filter business owners in West Palm Beach who, you know, are in the food and beverage industry. Like it's just so super easy to find people you want to find on LinkedIn. So I really like LinkedIn. Um, Facebook and Twitter, um, my numbers look good on Facebook and Twitter, but that's because I started when I was in news. I was a reporter and anchor, you know, for 10 years. And I remember when I worked in Fort Myers, this would have been like 11 years ago. That was when it was like, ooh, we need to use Facebook for business and we need to use Twitter for business. So that's when I first got on. Um, and then when I transitioned from news to what I do now, all of those people who followed me, they're probably not my ideal customers or clients. They were just following me because I did news there and I was, you know, on TV every day and they wanted to follow their anchor, their reporter that they watched. Um, so then I had to like start posting different things. Um, and I honestly never, for me, Facebook was never a big one after I made the switch. Instagram is more my jam. LinkedIn is more my jam. And Twitter, Twitter is like the breaking news feed. So, I mean, a, a, tip about pitching the media, most traditional journalists are on Twitter. So like if you want to find something, like you can use Twitter's search engine and try to find a writer for an outlet that you listen to or maybe your favorite podcaster, whatever it is. Journalists are on Twitter. And so Twitter, it's just like late breaking. This is what's happening now. And to to really drill home my point about sharing things multiple times, like a tweet lasts 20 minutes. I mean, think of when you're on Twitter, like things are just like they're there and then they're gone just because that's what Twitter is. That's how it's designed. So you definitely need to be sharing more than once. And Twitter is like a totally, total testament to why you should do that. But Twitter, it's just like, you know, you just hop on and you say something like I was watching TV the other night and I was like, oh, Kelly Clarkson, I love you. You're amazing. And that's it. Like, <laughs> that's like what Twitter is. And, and with Facebook and Instagram, I mix a little bit of business with family on LinkedIn. I just try to keep it all business because, you know, nobody on LinkedIn really cares about your family life or your personal life. So I try to keep it more, more business because that's what people go there for. So it comes back to everything that we've been talking about, even from square one. So when you had this idea to help other people with their publicity, with their PR, it was because you were getting pitches but people weren't understanding what you actually needed as a reporter in order to have a story and run with it and feature this person um, or this business on the news. And so when it comes to reaching out to outlets, we need to think about, you know, where are people paying attention to? What makes sense for us, you know, for a platform for us to get in front of them? Where are they hanging out already? And then how can we approach that outlet with, you know, what's in it for them. So how we're going to benefit them and their audience rather than, you know, just help me get in front of more people. And then when it comes to social media, it's the same thing. So for you, since you're business to business, LinkedIn is your jam. That's where you are able to meet and build relationships with potential clients. But then think about, you know, for the listener, where is your audience hanging out? Which platform are they hanging out on? And then focus your time and your energy and building up and being engagement, you know, building up engagement there and being interactive there so that you can get in front of them. But then also, you know, make sure that you're consistently sharing the media that you are bringing to the platform. Does that help to like kind of summarize everything we've talked about today? Yeah, exactly. Like I would not, for me, Facebook is not where my people are. My page has like the worst engagement ever. It's not where I would spend my time. I literally, I'll, I'll use SmarterQ to post there because it is important to have a presence. And then I'll check my notifications every few days so I can be social. But I mean, you did ads for me and you said, oh yeah, your Instagram ads are so much better than Facebook. Specifically, my story ads were yes. better. Yes. Um and that's just like, I think that just goes to show like that's where my people are. They're on Instagram or they're on LinkedIn. Um, and that's where I should spend, you know, most of my time. If I'm spending money, that's where I should spend my money. And yeah, it's, it's the exact same for media. Like don't, don't do something because somebody else does it because you don't know who their audience is. You don't know how they built their platform and who was on their platform and who's paying attention. So, I mean, I suggest if you're like in the, 
true infant stages of this, like to test it out, post a few things on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or wherever and see how people are interacting. I mean, like I know people who they drive crazy amounts of traffic to their website because of Pinterest. So, you know, and they could have zero following on Instagram, but Pinterest is driving so much traffic to their website. So look at what is working for you and test a few things out and see how people respond. And that's where you're really going to spend, you know, your energy because you don't want to spend a bunch of your time and energy on what's not working. Absolutely. And I will say, because you mentioned how there's like hardly any engagement on Facebook. Um, so I will say that that is very typical and you know, that's not just your Facebook page. I think that that's just how it is ever since, you know, back in the beginning of 2018 when Facebook made the big, you know, the big algorithm change for the newsfeed and said that they were going to deprioritize posts from, you know, business Facebook pages. But it is important from, from a Facebook perspective, if you are interested in running ads to consistently post on there. You don't have to post every day. I mean, it used to be back in the day, you know, the people would suggest posting, you know, what, five to seven times a day. And now we see that that's probably not even necessary. But if you are interested in running ads, I would definitely keep a consistent presence on there, posting a few times a week. But, you know, you don't have to have great engagement on your Facebook page in order to have success with ads. But I also love that you brought that up about testing, you know, that we did find that Instagram is where your audience was. We tested Facebook ads, we tested Instagram ads, and the Instagram ads are what really took off. And that's because that's just where your your audience is hanging out. And so pay attention to that. And I even think like, even if you're not thinking about Facebook ads now, you need to have a presence there because it's freaking Facebook. It's like, if you're not on Facebook, are you even in business? Are you even relevant? Like, so just like be there to be there because I know like if I want to go somewhere and I pull up their Facebook page and they haven't posted in three months, I'm like, uh, are they out of business? Where do they go? Are they open? Like, it's just about having a presence. I mean, it's almost like if you're in business and you don't have a website, like I'm going to think you're closed. I'm going to think you went out of business. Like you just need to have a presence on some of these platforms. It's not that hard. It's so true. And so just pay attention to where your audience is and then start there. And then you can grow the other platforms, you know, as you have time and as your business grows. But definitely, I mean, focus in on who your audience member is, where they're hanging out, and then go build a presence there. I love it. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of this, Christina. You're welcome. Is there anything else, anything that we missed that we should talk about today? I don't think so. I do have um, something that could help your audience if they want to learn how to pitch the media to get publicity and turn it into profit. Yes, please share. Okay. So I have a free three-day video media class and it will teach you how to do that. Day one is pitch. And I actually share an exact pitch word for word. It's not a template. It's like the real thing um, that I used with one of my mentoring clients to get her a three-minute segment. Actually, a five. Most segments are three minutes. Hers was five on morning TV in San Diego. No joke. She pitched on a Monday and she was there Wednesday morning doing the segment. And then day two, we talk about how to nail the publicity. So you get invited back for more. And then day three, we talk more about how to turn it into profit. And you can get that at pitchpublicityprofit.com pitchpublicityprofit.com got it okay you guys should definitely check that out christina knows her stuff i mean she does this for her agency for businesses for business owners she teaches people how to do this i mean she's brought the gold for us here today and so if you want to get your business out there you want to build that brand awareness get your name out there and find more people who are interested in what you have to share and what how you help people then definitely go to pitchpublicityprofit.com and check out the free video series amazing so thank christina you. thank you so much for being here uh, where else i mean you're everywhere on social media so where can people find you do you want to drop some some handles for us Thank you. Yeah. So on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Christina all day. I think um, you can search. I think it's like LinkedIn slash in slash Christina all day. You might find me or you could just search Christina Nicholson. I'll pop up. Just Google me. And if you find something bad, let me know and we'll try to get that down. But I don't think you will. <laughs> but yeah, I'm on like LinkedIn. I'm I'm on there a lot. Um, I'll talk back to you on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you slide into my DMs, I will respond as long as you're not being creepy. Um, Facebook isn't really my jam, but like I said, I still check it out. So you can find me there too. 
Okay. Awesome. We will put all these links and of course your media maven and more.com for your general website. And so we'll put all the links in the show notes for today's episode. Thank you again for being here. This was super fun and you just brought the gold. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Love you. All right. Wasn't that a fun conversation with Christina and so many great takeaways. So as you know, I'm a huge fan of paid advertising, but I definitely agree with Christina that earned media can help you gain fast credibility and authority with your audience. I've seen that in my own business for sure. So my question for you is how are you going to take action on what Christina shared with us today? I would suggest first making a list of the media outlets that your ideal customer pays attention to. So do they listen to podcasts, read blogs, watch specific YouTube channels? Is your ideal customer in the local or national market? Are there some niche publications that you know your ideal customer is consuming regularly? Start by listing those media outlets that make sense and then prioritize which ones you're going to reach out to first. Then craft your pitch. Remember to position yourself as to how you can serve their audience and make the reporter's job easy. And don't forget to make your pitch timely. And last but certainly not least, determine how you're going to turn that publicity into profit. What are you going to do after you get that feature. I am actually implementing Christina's tips right now because I was interviewed on Pat Flynn's podcast, the Smart Passive Income podcast, and my podcast episode just came out this week. So I'm sharing the episode on all of my social platforms and I'm creating a strategy to leverage my feature on SPI well into the future. If you're interested in hearing the interview, you can go to monicalouie.com slash SPI podcast to check it out. So I highly encourage you to check out Christina's free three-day video series to learn more from her. And you can find that at pitchpublicityprofit.com. Thank you so much once again to Christina Nicholson, the media maven for joining us today. And remember, you can find all of the links and resources that we mentioned today in the show notes, and you can find that at monicalouie.com slash four. Thank you so much for joining Christina and me. If you found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast and subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Brand new episodes come out every single Thursday. And next week, I'm sharing the six simple steps to creating Facebook ad campaigns that convert. If you're ready to create your first or next high converting campaign, please join me in the next episode. Take care and bye for now. <laughs>